Welcome to another episode of Roll or Die. Uh, we bring you the big names on this show. We bring you the little names too, but we, we like to bring you the big names. And today's guests are probably two of the biggest names in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Australia at the moment. So we're really lucky to have them on. I've been trying for a little while to get them, but finally they are here. Yeah. So we are so thrilled and pleased and, and in awe to uh, introduce to you uh, Alana Santiago and Levi Jones-Leary. Thanks for joining us. Yay, hi. Hi, thank you so much for having us. So, all right, I I just want to cut straight to the chase and I want to know where Xanadu comes from, man. (laughs) Because there's some, your nickname, right? (laughs) Like, I grew up in the eight, I was born in 1973, right? So, yeah, like, I was like 10, this movie came out, Xanadu, and it was like this, the movie was a flop, the soundtrack was a massive hit. I you think know, it was in the 70s, that movie, yeah? It released in the yeah. box office. I've got it up in front of me. The Wikipedia, 1980 was when it dropped. When that oh, okay. <laughs> that yeah, but you got, the, you got the aesthetic. You got the vibe. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's that- what, I mean, Xanadu just, um, to me, means, like, paradise. Mm-hmm. And my mom always said she wanted to call me Xanadu. She wished she called me Xanadu. And I just thought it was so sick, so... I was like, I'm just gonna start using Xanadu. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, it pretty much just means like, yeah, paradise. So yeah. I'm trying to um, I don't know, make something with it where it can be, you know, like a gee brand or like some um some cool clothes and stuff with some little Xanadu drawings and stuff. Awesome, <laughs> Tell us about that, Levi, because you are um, also on a, a side project, yeah, doing a bit of a clothing line and doing some merchandise. Yeah, so I've yeah. always um, been into just, you know, different types of art, like music and drawing. I'm really bad at it, but it's just like another form of expression that, you know, you have outside of jiu-jitsu when, you know, jiu-jitsu is not there. It's something that I started doing more of when COVID happened, um just because it was like just just needed some other outlet you know and um yeah pretty much thought it would be a good idea like my sponsor um dropped me like after I won spider like they were meant to pay me yeah they were meant to pay me we were on a contract and I was meant to get paid three months um every month I had a I had a monthly payment but because they thought I wasn't going to renew after I won Spider, they were just like, we're not going to pay you the last three months. So after that, I was like, you know what? I don't want to mess with any other gi brands anymore. Like, I just want to do my own thing. So that's when I decided to put a bit of that money I had from Spider into, um, you know, just try and do my own thing. And it's still a work in progress. I'm still learning a lot. But yeah. Uh, we so can put a link or something for it on the show if you want to try and, you know, boost up the sales or whatever. You probably don't, don't need that. Or Shameless. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, right now, um, you heard it here first. We have a drop coming out with Show Your All. It's going to be a collab drop. Sick. Which is sick. And then yes. 
um hopefully we'll use some of that money to get some more keys and stuff made because right now we're all sold out of everything we don't have any um yeah. no merch right now but yeah soon. sort of just did that through it was all like through instagram dm so it was like posting the story like if you want to buy a gi just dm me and you know so yeah we're kind of like having like... to sort out the building a page aspect of it so it mm-hmm. can be like properly done for like the next yeah. xanadu drop but people are keen on it yeah it was really dodgy we were selling them like really dodgy it was like we were selling drugs or something yep. <laughs> actually that's the way this stuff starts you know what i mean like i yeah. find that like, yeah. anything worth doing is worth doing badly at first and it's like if you can get if the community's there they don't care how you're selling it you could sell it on a yeah. table at the, at the side of the mats or whatever that yeah so i just want to <laughs> If they like you and they support you, they're gonna they're gonna do that. They're gonna buy, right? And then from there, so a little bit of that, and you invest into your own development and more into the product. And on. I mean, you should see the shit show that Roller Die has been in the past, and it just keeps growing. Hey, keeps it's not at all, you know? man. It's good. <laughs> we started off as a phone call. If you, if you watch like just any casual any phone Joe. call, and here we are, 160 episodes later. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, Levi. Awesome. That's awesome. No, yeah, it's true. Like if you see any show like any um Brad sort of, and or yeah if you like look at their first stuff their yeah. first episode or their first it's always yeah so shit yeah, <laughs> and then like six days compared to like the <laughs> yeah. yeah and um so yeah look i'm gonna go down this path now antoine normally does it but we we really love jujitsu couples here so <laughs> i wanted to sort of ask you guys um about like when you both compete and let's say for instance one of you does well and one of you doesn't do so well like how is that how does that go for you guys afterwards is one of you kind of being like oh that's all right that's all good or one is kind of off sulking in the corner like how do you guys manage that um you know it's actually funny like I think all the comps we we have won so far we usually both win and then like if we lose, we both lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, oh, so it's weird. Had that oh, good. We so, haven't had the just like winner. Once. Yeah. I think though, like for, usually like like one of us has done there has been times where one of us like did like better. Like remember we went to Abu Dhabi and I was so bummed out because like I didn't get I, we were really broke and I was like let we like spent all of our money we're like let's just spend this money to try to get like these ten thousand dollars and I lost because I feel like I was just so focused on like the money that I wasn't enjoying it and mm. I was like oh my god I'm so broke now and I lost and you ended up like pulling through and getting third and making a bit of money and like I remember I was just like so sad and I was crying and Levi's like you know, it's up and down, like, you know, it's just like there for me. And mm. like, usually when, if we both don't do well, we're both like bummed out. But like, even just then when I lost the fight against Nora and like, um, you won, like, I think for me, it's like, I'm just like really happy for him. And I'm mm. like, he's my coach too. Cause he like, you know, he has like, he's been in it more years. So I always like pick his brain and I'm like, that's okay. Like you're going to help me get better. And you're like here for me. And it's the support is like a match. It's because we both understand the feeling of like doing really good. And like, also not, it's like, you just there for each other. Yeah. I think as well. Yeah. Like seeing somebody 
like because we work so hard you know and I feel like I'm the only person that understands how hard Alanis works yes. you know and she's probably the only person that can really understand how hard I work so mm-hmm. if you see somebody like that you know somebody you're so close to do well it's like it's it's if for you it feels like amazing as well because it's like yeah you know i love you that. see everything <laughs> just understand how hard it is and what they had to overcome to do it so it's 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 awesome yeah i really appreciate you guys being so straight about all of this because this is this is we're going down a really fascinating path to me right now i'm i'm used to struggling right i went into business when i was 19 and I've not had it easy because I've just made all the mistakes you could possibly make, right? But now I'm 49. I've got my shit worked out. But I still sometimes have to struggle. And I remember what it's like. But you guys have, you struggle, but you're struggling with your bodies to make the money, you know? Like, uh, like you, sometimes you're exhausted and you're broke and you're thinking, what next? You know, what what's our next path of action? Like, I'm, I'm fascinated to know about the dynamic of that sort of thing in a relationship does it bring you closer together are you sometimes like what are we doing let's just go get a job at Coles, you know and just oh my god you know, like, like what, what what goes through the mindset of a couple trying to make it work on an international comp scene a lot of pressure you know i'm interested to know um yeah there, there has been times where it feels like the walls are closing in it's almost like a claustrophobic feeling you know Mm -hmm. and it it just you know I've learned a lot over the last few years personally because you know I had I went from having winning a hundred thousand dollars to you know COVID happening basically not being able to work living on it spending it all and then coming back to square one and then having to you know reconsider how my relationship with money and like sort of be a bit more mature and like grow up like because I, I don't have anyone to teach me about that stuff mm-hmm. so I'm just kind of start, starting to learn how to like I can relate man people. yeah I can relate Gucci sunglasses I need those. <laughs> just buying like dumb shit like when you know Xanadu, you gotta look the part I'm telling you now you gotta look the part yeah, yeah. yeah. you gotta spend money and make money that's mm-hmm. his favorite line <laughs> like I love using like you got to send money to make money, but just in completely out of context. Just, like, <laughs> <the buy-in. laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I, I so like before when I, me Levi and I we were like friends for like a couple years before we like got into a relationship, and it was super platonic. Like I was like, oh no, like me and Levi are just like best friends. Like, and he'd say the same thing. Like, no, that's my best friend. So. Like, we both kind of saw each other go through a lot of, like, he was, like, focused on jujitsu. He's like, no, I'm doing this. This is all I'm doing. And I was, like, when I moved to New York, I was, like, purple belt. I worked at Whole Foods for a bit, and I had, like, sort of, like, little side jobs. But I always, like, ended up, like, quitting because it was taking some, like, like even, like, just an hour away from my jujitsu, I'd be, like, no, this isn't going to work. So I just like leave my job every time. And when we started um, going out and stuff, it was kind of the same where I was like, maybe I should have like a little side hustle because, you know, it's like in jujitsu, I feel like you need a lot of patience to where you can like make it up to where you can start making money at the professional level, like which is like black belt or 
brown belt too, but mostly black belt. Like people, you're like more credible. People really hire you for like seminars, teaching, etc. So, you know, Levi would always be like, no, it's okay. Like you don't invest your energy into that. Like keep your energy where, like where you really want it to be. Because like I decided I wanted to do jujitsu like when I was 16 and it's like, I kept feeding, putting some energy into other areas, trying to find stability and like just being like, oh, I don't want to go like fully broke. But really, it's been more rewarding just like putting all my energy just into jujitsu and not really worrying about the financial aspect, you know? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes it easier as well. Like when you just when you're when you're pretty clear cut on what your goal is, you know, like for me, the last however many years just like okay i know my only goal is just black belt world champion Mm -hmm. you know so everything i do is just sort of catered towards that you know even if if i don't have any money it's like that's not really in the picture so it's like what 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 do i have to do with this like do i have to make this much money to you know set myself up to win this or like what, what whatever so it really helps that that's also Alanis's goal as well mm-hmm. like that's also her um what she's striving for as well so mm-hmm. we're same always page. sort of on the same, same the same the same 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 page same yeah. same mindset like what we have to do every day like so it's it's easy like that you know we have the same priorities yeah yeah I, I don't I don't know if I could like I was um I was in a relationship before me and Alanis were together. I was sort of just I don't know. I I think deep down I really <laughs> always wanted to be with Alanis, but like You were typically just... saying we're platonic, we're platonic. Exactly. So um That's tea. But they didn't do jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And it was like really hard like it mm. almost it was just it yeah it was it's the same for me didn't, I like didn't work like yeah similar thing I was um in a relationship as well and um it was like it was um different where like if I did well and that person they didn't really want they were kind of confused as they still compete in jiu but they didn't really want it like you know when you mm-hmm. want it you just fucking do it yeah um and if I did well and they didn't do well they they couldn't be happy for me and even like you know their mom would be like oh well of course he's jealous because like you do so well and I used to be like (laughs) but like you could do well maybe if you trained like (laughs) you know (laughs) so we both sort of had that we were both in that situation where it was like you know the other person didn't understand and it's like no. you know we still get like frustrated about like you know jujitsu because it is like a hard thing and it's like you know every comp just means so much but at the end of the day it's like knowing you have that support and like people are gonna love you no matter what for like who you are and not like what you win it's like that's where and yeah I love fashion too Levi loves fashion like you know mm-hmm. trying to sort of like I always wear a bandana. I don't have one on right now, but like, um, I'm hoping to like, you know, release my own bandanas with my own design and everything. So 
that's something that like I'm looking to do and you know feel like we have a lot in common so great guys I love you both you're awesome thank you for sharing that thank you, <laughs> like, you guys you guys rock holy shit thank you <laughs> So you guys train, uh, compete under Unity, and you're training at the moment at Absolute MMA in Melbourne. So you've come to Melbourne. Like, what's what's that been like for you? How does that compare? Like, how does Australian Jiu-Jitsu compare to what's what's going on over in the states? I've heard that Michael and Giles guy's okay. I've heard he's okay. He's really good. I think like, um, so you know, being in New York, obviously, um, training and uh, Marlo Santana was you know really really great like I've learned so much from Marlo um but it just got to a point where just being in New York the training there there was a lot of distractions and um it was honestly just difficult to like live this focused lifestyle of just only focusing on training and nothing else is sort of distracting you and you know, I was getting a bit burnt out um, emotionally and physically there. So also just really um, expensive. And we weren't actually working there as well. Like all the time we would work would be outside of New York. So we'd fly to a different city and do like seminars or something there or compete or something like that. And then eventually we were just like, this isn't, they felt like out. We, we, we weren't performing at our best, you know? So I was like, look, let's go to Australia, see what you think, try it out for a bit. And we basically just sold all our stuff from our apartment in New York and um, got on a plane and came here. And honestly, like, I had done a lot of camps previously in Australia. Um, I When I prepared for the spider invitational and also when I beat Lepre preparing for the Europeans I did those camps you know six months lead up in Australia so I always knew like that the quality of, of training in Australia was at that point now where you can be a world-class um you can you know be the best in the world and train in Australia you know it's not like how it used to be um 12 years ago where you, if you just really wanted that that um to reach that level you had to leave the country it's it's not like that now and i think lachlan um is he's a really amazing coach you know mm. he's a really 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 great coach and i think he's um one of the best coaches out there to be honest like the way he sets everything up the way he thinks about everything from a very um objectional and he sees everything from a really smart sort of outside perspective where he's like you need to work on this like this is your weakness this is he's studying basically breaking down all the people that are going to be in my division for the world worlds and emulating them and giving me all the different feels i feel like as well same thing for for alana so you know honestly it's been i feel like it's been really amazing and i'm really grateful as well in the environment that i'm in because i feel like everybody there is just so welcoming really wants to see us do well like the vibe is always really um really good and although it like the training is intense there's still like a light-hearted sort of energy that's not too heavy where you just are going in and you're, you're having fun every day mm. so i've been i've been loving it so much like it's just it's just awesome like what do you think 
Retweet. Everything he said, like, oh, sorry. Nothing's Everything happening. he just said, like, same, same here. Like, at first we were, and also, like, when we packed our bags and decided to come to Australia, can I just say, that was a four-day decision. Like, we decided on Saturday that we were going to leave, and we bought our flight for Wednesday. So, between Saturday and Wednesday, we're, like, selling shoiro geese, like, used geese. People are like, yeah, I want to buy your used ski. Like, and I was like, okay, $100. <laughs> um, like, you know, everyone was just so helpful during that time, and it was so crazy. Like, we got on the flight. We had, like, four bags one terrible bag that was just like hell dragging it through because it was like twenty dollars <laughs> yes it was crazy and then you know obviously for me like being in a new like place that I'd never been before I just kept thinking it's okay it's an island it's gonna be just like Puerto Rico like you're gonna be fine so um you know I was really excited to come and like meet Levi's family and I felt like okay at least it's a familiar place like not for me but for Levi so I'll be okay and when we got here, it took us about three months to, like, really be able to settle down and, like, you know, be near absolute and, like, decompress. Like, New York was just, like, I was there for four years and you were there for about the same, right? Yeah, back and forth. Since back like and forth, but, like, two years at the end, right? Yeah. It was just, like decompressing from all that stress like all that anxiety that I was like experiencing Levi too like we didn't realize and we just slept every day we just slept for so long so long so long and then I was like okay let's get to training and when like I finally got to absolute it was just like so fun like I couldn't believe how like relaxed it was I was like oh we can either do what Lachlan's showing or we can sort of do our own thing like is this real freedom? Like I would, I remember I would walk it, walk in late and be like, I'm so sorry, Lachlan. He'd be like, no, it's fine. Like, it's like, like just chill. And I used to be like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> and now it's just like, it's just having a great time. Like, you know, you get to go in and do your drills and focus on yourself and not worry about like, sort of like being in a gym. That's like, um, unity. It's so amazing. Cause you're surrounded by like so many, like high level athletes that we're all going to worlds like 30 deep and they're all going to worlds but it's like it almost feels sometimes like you're walking on eggshells yeah because you know everyone's so like worlds <laughs> you know whammed. and now it's like yeah you know and egocentric mm -hmm. and whatever else yeah, yeah and you know <laughs> you you are you become part of that too like mm -hmm. your energy is adding into that too so it's like mm -hmm. just having like a little group of like six or seven of us are absolute we're all going to worlds and they come from different gyms and we all gather there and we all do gi even you know the people who aren't going to worlds just like giving us hard rounds it's like it's really nice it's really chill and it, i like the it's gonna be cool to feel out like competing in a certain environment at worlds last year and now competing at a different environment at, you yeah. know just seeing how different that works for us yeah, it'll be an interesting kind of experiment to see if it improves your results or not. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but you're certainly having a great experience in the training and the relocation. You talked about, um, yeah. yeah, you talked about the move because of distractions. What, like one of the things I've kind of discovered about myself, at least, with things like alcohol or any other distractions in life, 
is I can't run, I can't outrun them by changing location. You know what I mean? So I'm interested mm -hmm. in what kind of what kind of distractions you would have to leave New York for because you know, like you've got the same shit going on there that you do here. Obviously, the work thing, like money stress, sounds like it's a part of it. But like, what, 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 what else do you have to leave New York for? Um, it's more like, uh, it was more just the distractions with, um, just the the certain like vibe oh, at yeah. the at the at the gym, you know. Got it was like the main thing it was like you couldn't focus in the gym like in jiu-jitsu while training you know? <laughs> makes sense yeah changing yeah. gyms yeah totally get that man gym yeah, is but, everything uh, isn't it it's so important we've really seen that over the years of talking to people out of different gyms yeah so hmm. um yeah that was pretty much also new york like new york, new york in its own is like so crazy like for example like every sunday we had to do laundry right and we didn't have a washer or a dryer at, like in new york if you have a washer or dryer like you you got money like so we had to carry all of our geese in plastic bags on our skateboards because it was way too heavy drag them all the way to the laundromat do our laundry like that and then drag them all the way back and that would be like a full day of okay. like doing that yeah, it would take a whole day. A whole every, day. Every Sunday. Every because and it know. wasn't like and like messing around. It was about twenty geese we had to wash. Yes, like oh, you oh. know, the house could have stuffed towards the end of the That's week. It. Oh my god! I'd use, I'd use ten geese in a week. Alanis would use ten geese in a week, and then we'd have to, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then on top of that would be like the commute to the gym. So it'd be like, okay, you you don't live in Manhattan because Manhattan's like you're either living in a box or, you know some shitty place so you know we lived in brooklyn which was like you had to take the train into manhattan um and in brooklyn you know you get better places better worse for your money and stuff and it's a nicer place overall but it's like every single day you're on the train you're worried you're worried about so many potential threats around you um <laughs> you know mental health crisis was really bad after covid you know mm. so you're constantly just like looking around, waiting to get off the train, hoping you don't get like pushed in the railroads, hoping that like no one's gonna like just <clears throat> literally pee on you or some crazy shit like, like that. So, the nineties in Melbourne was like that. It was so violent. What? Was so oh my god. Yeah. So all that stuff. Like one of our friends, like almost this guy was trying to tase him, or was he trying to tase him? He was, right? Yeah, tase him. Like for no reason, like just trying to go to training, and it's like all that stuff just gets eliminated in Melbourne. You just have, you still have the culture. You still have like, you know, we um, what do we do? We the play Twitch. We, oh yeah, we just drink coffee. Coffee. And, and yeah, that's so that that's <laughs> what's like New York is like full on, and then you have like if anywhere you step outside like the scent of new york city is just like it's just weed like that's all you smell so like we during covid that was like one of our main like coping mechanisms so it's like well we have nothing to do so like just let's get wasted weed, like whatever and it got bad it got bad yeah we both were like using it abusing it like as a coping mechanism as a way to fight stress 
yeah. not focus on like what how terrible the situation really was and here you don't really have that you know you everyone's sort of like a bit less clumped up together you know it's so easy to go and be in New York and be like oh my god this like these people are having like this cool like get together over there and like maybe we should go over there so a bunch <laughs> of creatives let's go to the park and get lit there you know so it's good to have a break I like New York and like microdoses yeah New York doesn't like, like microdose New York <laughs> yeah, there's a title for the podcast that's it we got it, we got it. <laughs> um hey Alanis um tell us a little bit about we've only got about seven minutes left but um just quickly about how you got started in jiu-jitsu so you're Puerto Rican I'm hoping most of our listeners kind of already know Levi's story and how he kind of came came to be but yeah I'm keen well, keen to both get Alanis yeah, to get, get us started and, yeah Okay, so I basically, I left Puerto Rico when I was 13, and I, when I moved to Florida, my mom was just like, let's go to Florida, the States, I think, has more opportunities, so my mom was actually like, I want you to do something, like, and my doctor is like, you have to go to the gym or something, like, you have to be more active, all I did was, like, couch potato, watching Netflix, like, that was me, like, 24-7, and I used to go to school or whatever, and my mom was like, just try jujitsu, like, you might like it, and I tried it, and off the, off the bat, I hated it, I was like, I was 15, and I was like, I don't want to do this, like, I don't want to have to take off my nails and stuff, and I don't like sweating, <laughs> and after two months of doing it, I was like, I'll just try it, I decided to do my first comp, and I was like, oh, I had such bad anxiety, like I could not catch a breath. And I did it again a month after I competed again. And I noticed like my anxiety got better over time. And that's kind of like what got me addicted to it. Also the fact that I could just like eat whatever I wanted and like not gain a pound. Like I can't eat all the Taco Bell, McDonald's. Like I used to love like fast food. So I was like, yes, this is it for me. Like I don't need a gym. I just need just this. <laughs> Um, that's how I got into it. And after a year, I was like, I think I want to do this for a living. Like, because I met some like, um, kids that were doing it for a living actually from unity. And I was like, Oh, I want to do this for a living. And I had this, uh, black boy I used to train with who, and he was like, if you think you can do this for a living, you can't, your parents have to be rich or you have to be like living at the gym. And I was like, thanks, because I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> and when I was 18, I was like, mom, I'm going to Unity. I'm going to New York. And I have some family, my, some of my family in New York. So then I just went and lived with them. And, you know, just went to Unity. That's, that, that sounded like a lot happened in that. But, like, that's the yeah overview of it all. That's awesome. And yeah. Levi, I mean, yeah, as I said, I, I know, and I think most people know, but um, yeah, just quickly, you're, you're like, how you found it, like that entry you're point. Yeah. Yeah. You started as a um, kid. Yeah, I just, um, there was like a social project that took the kids out of um, year nine, it was called Links to Learning. They took 10 of like the naughtiest kids out of the ki kids that were just doing the shittest, and I was happened to be one of them. <laughs> um and every thursday you didn't have to go to school you just went to this program they took you to fun stuff like i don't know learn how to make coffee or basically set you up for your future like because you're gonna fail at school 
um, and you're not going to university or anything. So like, it's a really good program. Shout out to Links to Learning. Um, but so one day they took us to MMA, an MMA class, and it was just jujitsu. And then I was like, oh, this is lit. So then um, I told my mom, I was like, I think I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to go to jujitsu now instead of school. And she was like, okay, sweet. And I, I just started yeah, going to. You some really cool parents, can I say, because that's pretty unusual. Oh, yeah. My Thank mom is you. the best. I love her so much. She was always, that was something as well, like, that I always found, like, that helped me a lot in my career was just, like, you know, even though she was, like, that my mom's, like, really, they're really broke. Like, they have, like, no money, but they're, like, really happy. And mm-hmm. I always found like um, that I was never afraid to fail 